You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. For those West Coast sports fans, there is no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, and before I start anything else, I must apologize to Courtney Vandersloot. I completely forgot to talk about her yesterday in our Pro-Zag segment when she played in the biggest WNBA game of the early season on Sunday afternoon. It was Courtney Vandersloot going against Sabrina Ionescu, probably the two best point guards in the world, and both of them absolutely balled out. Ionescu led her team with 19 points, 5 rebounds, 12 assists. Vandersloot, 14 points, 5 rebounds, 16 assists. The two of them combined for 28 assists in the game. The Liberty ended up winning 93-85 to in that game, so the Chicago Sky and Courtney Vandersloot are now 2-1 and on the season, and they play tonight at 5 o'clock uh, in their fourth game of the year. But on Sunday, two of the best point guards in the entire world went at it against each other, and the highlights from that game were a whole lot of fun to watch. Okay, today on the rest of the show, we are going to hear from Philip Petrushev. Brenna Green and our partners over at Krem2 in Spokane sat down with Philip to talk about his journey over the last year as he gets ready for the NBA draft. We will also reveal the number 12 recruiting class of the Mark Few era. But first, a couple of notes and a rundown of Prozag's action from Monday. First, let's talk about some Gonzaga baseball. D1 Baseball released their newest rankings on Monday morning. Gonzaga up to number 14 in the country. By taking two out of three games, they moved up three spots in D1 Baseball's rankings. They dropped in the RPI. They are now 24th in the nation, uh, which is right on that border of being good enough to get a regional host. And speaking of that, D1 Baseball released their latest bracketology on Monday morning as well. They still have Gonzaga as the 15 overall seed, 15 out of 16 uh, in terms of hosting a regional. So they've got a Spokane regional and they've got Oregon State as their two seed, which is what they had uh, last week as well. So it's uh, pretty consistent there. I mentioned yesterday that if Gonzaga takes all three games this weekend from San Diego, there's a really good chance that they're going to hold on to that regional spot. They take two out of three, things may get a little bit dicey. The 16 overall seed is Charlotte. Charlotte plays in Conference USA, and Conference USA has their tournament starting on Wednesday. So if you want something to root for, you can root against Charlotte this weekend. They play on Wednesday against Middle Tennessee, Um, and so if you want a team to root against, Charlotte would be one of them, uh, so that Gonzaga can kind of hold off one of those contenders for a regional spot. We're going to have a lot more on Gonzaga baseball later this week. We'll talk a little bit about them tomorrow and a whole bunch on Thursday on the program. As we shift over to basketball, Aaron Cook has committed to Georgia. The former Gonzaga backup point guard who had his minutes cut because Andrew Nemhard became eligible before the season, he is going to Georgia to play for Tom Crean. And you should get a plenty of minutes over there because their point guard from this past season, Severe Wheeler, he transferred out to go play at Kentucky. So a ton of minutes opening up at that point guard position. So Aaron Cook is in a good position to grab some of those minutes. And we all wish him the best of luck over at Georgia. 
Okay, now time for a Prozags rundown. We talked about Courtney Vandersloot. Let's talk about uh, the Prozags overseas. Kevin Pangos, his Zenit St. Petersburg team, the number one overall seed in the VTB League. They lost again on Monday morning, and they are eliminated. They lose their semifinal series three games to one. They lost game four on Monday. Kevin Pangos with 18 points and seven assists in the loss. So the number one and number two overall seeds, Kevin Pangos, Nigel Williams-Goss, both eliminated in the semifinals. Austin Day over in Italy, his team took a loss in game two of their semifinal series. They're now down two to nothing. They lost 99 to 65. Austin Day with 12 points in that game. Their team, like I said, now down two nothing in a best of five semifinal series. Silas Melson, he has game one of his semifinals starting tomorrow. And Jeremy Jones has game four this morning of his semifinal series. He is down two games to one. Speaking of another zag overseas, Philip Petrushev. We are going to hear from him coming up next. The Serbian big man and former Gonzaga Bulldog sat down with Brennan Green to discuss what he's been up to the last 12 months as he gets ready for the NBA draft this summer. Before we get to Philip Petrushev, a minute to talk about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Okay, let's get to it. Former Gonzaga Bulldog Philip Petrushev opens up about his decision to play in Serbia and leave Gonzaga after his sophomore year and how his MVP-level season in Serbia has prepared him for the NBA. It's been great. You know, it's been um, basketball-wise my best year uh, so far, you know, in my life, in my career. Uh, you know, I was, I was back. I was obviously blessed to be back home uh, with my family and friends uh, at these times. But, uh, yeah, I was just, you know, find, found a great place, a great team uh, that I was really comfortable with. Uh, worked with most of those coaches and the guys, so we just had a great year. Uh, finished up second in the uh, regional league, so it's a couple countries playing, uh, you know, with their best teams, and uh, we finished sixth uh, out of fourteen teams, and uh, which is you know huge for this team, knowing that our average age is like twenty one or something like that. So it's it's kind of like college age kids or like right after college, obviously with a couple couple older guys. Uh, but yeah, it was just a great result as a team. And, uh, you know, personally, I had a MVP year. I was an MVP of the league and all that. So uh, from that standpoint and uh, also just improving my draft stock, I had a, you know amazing year. Yeah, just looking back on that decision to, you know, go to go to play in Serbia, um, you know, that caught. I mean, obviously a lot of people by surprise because a lot of people were like, all right, either he's going to go back to GU or he's going to declare for the NBA draft. Nobody really thought yeah. of going mm-hmm. to Europe. Just um, looking back on that decision and how well it turned out for you, how, how does that feel? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously at the end it turned out better than 
anybody expected really but uh yeah it just uh, it was really hard uh like i talked about but uh you know i was just thinking what was best for me and uh, you know last couple of years i wasn't going to go back in europe and try to start uh, like european career i could have done that a long time ago i, I was uh, i was just looking for a place where that could you know get me back to the on the you know nba rather and uh, improve my draft stock and that was definitely, you know, mega, uh, a team that in the last 10 years or so had so many guys uh, going to the NBA. They might have the MVP this year, you know, in uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, so, you know, just knowing that they want me and they're going to, you know, work together with me because their goal is not, you know, I mean, they want to win, obviously, but their primary goal is to, you know, uh, get young players out into the, you know, better better teams your Europe or NBA you know uh and uh you know I was just looking uh, looking out for myself uh because if you don't know where going to and uh, that's kind of that was kind of like a tra- trajectory uh and it was clear you know it's either that team or G you know? what do you think you've improved on the most this year yeah just uh just my perimeter skills because uh, I spend a lot of time working on it and in games too, I, you know, kind of maybe equal amount that I spend inside, obviously maybe a little more because I play that position, but I was a lot on the perimeter and uh, also just uh, bringing the ball up, uh, up the court and uh, playing in transition, you know, with or without the ball. Uh, so, yeah, overall, uh, my perimeter skills, especially shooting, uh, which I obviously wasn't doing much at GU, uh, uh, threes, mid-range, all that, and then just build, building my game from that because uh, I knew I was going to need that for the next level, uh, you know, and this team allowed me to do it, and uh, just building my game from from that three-point shot and then from there driving or getting into uh, another action. But, yeah, overall perimeter skills for sure. Uh, how does it feel to just know your name is going to get called in July and, and you're going to be drafted into the NBA? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels great, you know, especially because uh, there was a lot of talk, you know, last year and even, you know, year before that, uh, you know, but you're going into the process not knowing what's going to happen. But this year, you know, we all feel really, really comfortable about it. And it just, you know, gives you that peace and, uh, you know, uh, you're just calm and, you know, uh, you know kind of where you're going to be next year. And, uh, you know, you can just focus on um, also right now, like we have domestic league coming up, which is not a big deal, but, you know, also uh, something to try to win like a championship. Or, uh, and, uh, you know, just knowing uh, what to focus on, knowing, uh, I need to, you know, after this season, work again and get better and get, you know, ready for, for obviously the, the highest level. Would you not normally be able to stay with this team for this long, considering normally the NBA draft is like at the, you know, middle-ish of June? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plan was uh, for me uh, just to play uh, the, the region, the big league, you know, that uh, that this team plays against the, the best team in the regions. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was the goal. But now it's delayed, so I'm just going to you know, stay for like extra month or so and, uh, you know, start the process later. Are you planning on being? Are you planning on moving back to the states before the NBA draft, or are you going to stay over there and then and then come over once you get drafted? 
I do not know much, to be honest, because uh, our league is not over yet, uh, the other league we play. And then, um, you know, there's still a lot of uh, uncertainty of, like, what's going to be allowed uh, in the States. Am I going to be able to get in the States or, like, how? Uh, so, for right now, I'm just, you know, still here, still working and still uh, playing games. And then we'll see after uh, after that. You know, you are going to be one of four Zaga players that get drafted this year. Just um, mm-hmm. how cool is that for you to kind of be a part of that group? There's never, there's never been four that have been drafted before. So how cool is it for you to be a part of that group? Yeah, well, it's amazing, you know, and although my path was maybe a little bit different, but, uh, and although I wasn't playing this year, you know, that's still like, I, I was in when all that, all that were in and, uh, we went through, you know, kind of the same progression at GU. And, uh, yeah, it was just really cool to see, like, every single guy, like, you could just see him coming in. Except Jalen. I wasn't with Jalen, but uh, Joel and Corey and uh, just, you know, watching them from their first year, you know, up until, like, now they're, you know, grown men, basically, and just, you know, seeing them go through all that stuff. And uh, it's kind of cool. And every single one of them deserves it. and has worked hard for it and you know it just brings you joy to see them uh succeed what do you think it's going to be like playing against them next year on a on a different team yeah a lot of fun for sure and a lot of trash talk especially with joel uh you know kind of missed them a little bit you know last year so it's gonna be fun to see him no matter like maybe on the same team even you know you never know uh so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun like those are those are my guys you know uh, were you able to take in Gonzaga at all this year, or was it was it difficult with the time change? No, I was actually because there was a lot of you know earlier games that I played. Uh, that's like kind of later at night here. So yeah, I watched uh, try to watch all the big ones like uh, you know Virginia, Iowa, West Virginia at the beginning, and then by the end uh, uh, the tournament. Obviously, you know, watched every game. I think. Yeah. What was that like watching them this year? Well, it was like they played, they really played the, you know, the best uh, and the most like attractive basketball out of everybody. Like, you know, usually what you does, but this year even more, you know, just uh, they took it to the next level a little bit with the, you know, all that transition and they were just flying around and they were everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was great, you know, and uh, obviously the tournament had a great run as well. So it was, it was cool. What was, I mean, I'm sure that you have, you know, teammates that you cheered on, stuff like that. Just um, what was it like kind of watching them as as a fan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's way different, you know, uh, comparing it to when you're on the bench. Uh, you know, you just want them to uh, <laughs> do all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different for sure. Uh, you're just <laughs> even more like when you're on the bench, you just want them to uh, – so like I don't know, like do do this certain stuff and like just play the way you think they should play. But like I said, they they, they played great, really. Like every single one of them. So it was it was just cool to watch. It wasn't like you know I would add anything to that. You know. Um. Just what are you looking for in an NBA team? Yeah. Uh. Just place. Uh. Then I'm gonna be comfortable, you know, and where I'll have. Uh, people that are trusting me and, uh, you know, place uh, where I can work and get better and uh, hopefully have uh, some open space to play 
uh, right away. And if not, you know, uh, just to be there and uh, to get better with all those guys because it's uh, it's the best league in the world. So, uh, yeah, I'll just be excited to get, you know, wherever. Do you think it'll be emotional for you when you, when you hear your name get called or are you just going to be like, I'm ready to work, let's go? Uh, I mean, it's a tough question. Like, if I have to answer now, I'll probably be like, yeah, it's cool. Like, let, let's get it. But uh, knowing, you know, I've been through a lot to get there uh, and away from home for like six years up until this year, uh, it's it's definitely going to be emotional, you know, just hearing your name and then, uh, you know, all those emotions coming up at the same time. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Thanks again to Brenna Green for providing us with that interview. Philip Petrushev, he has been mocked anywhere between 25 and 50 uh, in most of the mock drafts the last several months. If he does indeed have a perimeter game and is consistent and it translates to the NPA, I think he could certainly carve out some sort of role. He has a knack uh, of scoring the basketball, but the biggest question, just as it's going to be for Drew Timmy whenever he leaves school, is going to be on the defensive end. Uh, If he can prove that he is laterally quick enough and is at least a decent rim protector, I think he can have a decent career in the NBA. If it doesn't work out, of course, he's got plenty of overseas options. We are going to talk much more about all four Gonzaga players in the NBA draft as July gets closer. Okay, coming up, we are going to reveal the 12th ranked recruiting class in the Mark Few era, and this one may be a little contentious. And to be honest, all of the last 12 may be contentious because all of them are so close to one another. First, a minute to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and both the NBA and the NHL are in the playoffs. It is the perfect time to get in on the fun. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. Okay, here we go again. A recap for those that are new. Over the next month, we are counting down. From worst recruiting class to the best recruiting class of the Mark Few era. These rankings do include transfers, which there will be two more of them in today's class. Those transfers count from the year they entered the program. The most notable walk-ons are also included. These, like I've said many times, are my own personal rankings. Feel free to debate me on it. I would love it. And they are a combination of talent, success, and what they meant to the program as a whole. So when I sat down and I made these rankings, I went from bottom to top. And I had a very clear top two or three. Um, But once I kind of got to that three through 12 area, so basically the top 12, I stared at all of them for hours. There is so little difference in all of them that it truly comes down to personal preference and what you value the most in a recruiting class. So I originally actually had this class I'm about to talk about in the top 10. And I think most people off the top of their heads probably put it in the top 10. But I feel like right now it's incomplete, which may give you a little bit of spoiler on where exactly we're going with this. So I have them here at the 12th ranked recruiting class in the Mark Few era. Feel free to debate me. 
this class could very easily finish higher than that, depending on what happens here in the next couple of years. It's always fun hearing your guys' thoughts. So again, like I said, if you have thoughts on this, feel free to tweet at me after the show. Here we go. The 12th ranked recruiting class of the Mark View era is the class of 2019. And the class of 2019 was one of the largest, I think the largest, of the Mark View era and included six different freshmen and two graduate transfers. Anton Watson, Drew Timmy, Umar Balo, Martinez Arlauskas, Pavel Zakharov, Brock Reve, Admar Gilder, Ryan Woolrich. And if you look at that on the surface, you're probably saying there's no way that this class can't be in the top 10. Well, I would say that the freshman class of six turned out to be really a freshman class of two. And it's just Anton Watson and Drew Timmy. Omar Balo transferred out, never did much as a Gonzaga Bulldog. Martinez Arlauskas has been recruited over, though it seems like he is going to be a four-year player in the program and a very good teammate. Pavel Zakharov already transferred out, didn't do anything. Brock Reve uh, never suited up in a game before leaving the program. So really what you get is a two-person class with Anton Watson and Drew Timmy. And Anton Watson, though he's been a good role player his first two years, uh, has battled through some injuries, has not been fully healthy, I don't think, either of the two seasons. And so really it comes down to just Drew Timmy and about three-quarters of a season of Anton Watson. And to me, I don't think that that is enough to warrant a top 10 class quite yet. Of course, Drew Timmy was absolutely phenomenal this year. Uh, he was an All-American. He put up numbers in the tournament that no Gonzaga player has ever put up before. Um, and those two graduate transfers in Admon Gilder and Ryan Woolridge were absolutely enormous in keeping Gonzaga um, at that level of a 30-win team after there was a ridiculous amount of roster turnover following that 2019 year. So, of course, this is a very, very good recruiting class. I'm not gonna, you know, you're not. I'm not trying to discredit them whatsoever. It's just hard to find a, uh, you know, a number 12 when there's so many good classes um, here through the years. I don't think that this class necessarily is better than say uh, Adam Morrison and Derek Rivio or the class that had Nigel Williams-Goss and Jonathan Williams and Jeremy Jones. Like that's a full three-person three class. Uh, and a, a couple players that played multiple years, or let's say J.P. Batista and Pendergraft and Heitfeld. Like all, a lot of these classes had multiple really good four-year players, or in the case of um, some of the classes, really good two-year players, or an impact one-year player like Nigel Williams-Goss. This class has uh, Drew Timmy, Anton Watson, Admon Gilder, Ryan Woolridge. Really good players. Drew Timmy, possible player of the year next year. But I don't think... Uh, right now, I would put them ahead of any of those classes. Circle back with me after next season. If Drew Timmy ends up becoming player of the year and Anton Watson breaks out of his shell, uh, gets a little bit more aggressive offensively and um, kind of becomes the player that we all want him to be, then yeah, I will move this class back into the top eight where I originally had it. But right now, I'm going to put it at number 12. Feel free to disagree with me. That's totally fine. Um, just let me know which class you would put it ahead of. Um, and of course, we'll get to those final 11 classes here in the next couple of weeks. Okay, that's going to do it for today's show. Tomorrow, we are doing a lot more of the same. Pro Zags updates, a little bit of Gonzaga baseball talk, and of course, another recruiting class. On Thursday, we are going to have a series preview for Gonzaga's massive three-game series. The series 
or I guess the season finale series uh, coming up against San Diego. Like I said yesterday, Gonzaga's regional hopes on the line, San Diego's tournament hopes on the line. I uh, forgot to mention in today's um, bracketology that D1 Baseball released, they had San Diego as one of the first five out of the tournament. So if San Diego can take two of three from Gonzaga, that would certainly help their case to make the NCAA tournament. So a ton on the line this weekend when San Diego comes to Spokane. On Thursday's show, we are going to have Greg Talbot on. He is calling all of the Gonzaga games for the WCC Network this year. He called two of the games against USF this past weekend. He's going to call all three games against San Diego this coming weekend, and he's already been prepping. He's already been texting me about it, so he's going to be on the show to talk about everything, especially the pitching matchups, which are going to be absolutely fantastic this weekend. Don't forget, you can tune into the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today, they're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks absolutely destroying Miami and leaving no doubt in Game 2 of the NBA playoffs last night. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, you can also rate and subscribe to this podcast. Please leave us a review with your Gonzaga story. I will read them every Friday on the show, and we are definitely in need of more stories so feel free to get those in you can follow me on twitter at escargo follow the podcast on twitter at locked on zags if you want to email the show with your story which would be awesome or any questions or ideas that you want me to talk about over the summer feel free to do so locked on zags at gmail.com everybody enjoy your tuesday we will see you back here tomorrow morning it is a great day to be a zag